very possible because I have to tell you, I have a real setup going on over here. So um, I'm looking at I'm looking at the Associated Press in one tab. I got another tab oh. for the New York Times. I got another tab for DDHQ. I don't know what that is, but it's another map. What the fuck is DDHQ? I fucking hooked Double my Dick TV headquarters. Up. <laughs> yes. Hunter Biden. Um anyway, and then <laughs> I have another I have another screen right to my right which you can't see that is set up to have have PBS News Hour on it and you know, they're going off over here. Uh, are you up but on why? this right now or did you just get off no. of work because Shit is shit no, is I've going. Been, I've been I've been off of work since uh, two p.m. I had to go pick up another paint, like uh, the fourth painting got delivered and it was scratched to shit, and I had to sit there and feel feel emotions for a little moment, and then I hung the shelf with the two clown painting or the sad clown paintings on it uh-huh. in the studio today, and watched the sunset on the two sad clowns, and I was like, huh the poetry oh that's beautiful yeah wow what a what an apt analogy two sad clowns title of ep there we go (laughs) you want to just hang up now we can just quit we can just call it (laughs) i mean i have updates there's updates i'm sure i'm sure there's i'm sure there's lots of updates but but hello listeners this is green and lewis we're back hi oh Uh, welcome to green and lewis let's set it up for them because this is this is going to come out tomorrow and uh as of our recording we are we are uh, watching election results come in. It is eight o'clock p.m. Watching. Tuesday, uh, November third, and as of right now, do you want me to read these off? You probably don't know, huh? I saw sixteen and thirteen, and then that's as far as I got. Well, it's eighty-five fifty-five right now. Who to who? You want to take a guess? I think it's I think it's the bad way, but you think it's the bad way? You think it's Donald Trump? Yeah. Well, I have good news. Grandpa Joe is coming in with 85 right now. Hmm. They've already called hmm. a shit ton of states. They're call they're calling them immediately after the polls close sometimes cuz the obvious ones like Mississippi, Alabama, I don't even think we need to they, those people don't need to vote. We don't need to do it there. I mean, same with New why York. Don't they just Yeah, I feel like it should just be like everyone should well this is kind of what the Senate is supposed to do where you just send one village idiot to a place and they get to cast the vote. Oh sure, we yeah. Just, but then Joe know. Jorgensen might win like Utah or something. Well, you can have it. Enjoy. Uh, but anyway, well, y- you know how I would like to structure this. You tell me how you feel. Let's talk about the election for a little while because it's going to be coming in while we're doing this first hour, and then we can get into the boys' catch up in the after show. Ah, uh, very good. Which, by the way, for the listeners, we're going to do that now. So the last couple of weeks, Will and I have been recording as you do on our new uh, virtual setup, but we've had some unreleased calls after the podcast. So we decided mutually that uh, from here on out, that unreleased call is going to go up on Patreon every week. So we will have a whole second hour usually, or however long we feel like it, totally unedited. Names will be named. Uh, our last unreleased Say call was a lot names. better than the episode. So uh, if that's any incentive, get at it. And we're usually drunker. I don't yeah. know. So the honesty level is a lot higher. There's not so much of the filtration that you come to expect. You know, you come to Green and Lewis and expect a certain level of filtration and obfuscation for names that need not be named uh, in the public ear. But, you know, four glasses in, you're just like, well, fuck this person and that person's an asshole. And who knows? You too can have it for $5. Become a baron today. Become There's a baron. No back. Join Lonely Alicia. 
be her boyfriend. She's still, she's still or being, girlfriend. What? I don't know oh. what her persuasion is, but either way. Okay. If she's asexual, well, don't touch her. Don't even look at her. Don't even sniff her. <laughs> I mean, that goes... The sniffing is more for one of our candidates tonight, but that's a different mm. issue for another day. For which one? Both um, of them? Doesn't Biden like to sniff people? Yeah, he does, like, but Trump, Trump, Trump likes, likes to sniff, too, you know? I think he sniffs drugs, probably. <sighs> but he also sniffs women. I mean, let's be honest. Who? Anyway, I don't well, like any of this. I know. I, this is really distracting for me. I'm I'm overwhelmed with screens and red and blue and you. Yeah, you look extra pale because of all the blue light. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. My lighting setup in here is really different right now, and I have all the rest of the lights off, so it's truly like just a LED lit cavern right now. Hmm. And I've got the glow of two giant like things in my face. This is my official office where it's like, hi, we're evenly lit. Mm-hmm. Hi, how are you? I'm telling you, man, we should start a YouTube channel for this. People would like it. You actually look like a real like YouTube podcaster right now. You got your microphone in exactly the right place. You're well lit. Um, you can give your opinions on Glenn Greenwald and Hunter Biden, and you know, be a real pundit. Yeah, I mean, it, surprise, surprise that something you know I can position something phallic in front of my face at just the right angle. Of course, that's shocker, big shock. Um, that's too lowbrow. I'm not feeling that lowbrow yet. I did just wake up from a nap about 45 minutes ago. I, ha- I had a feeling, given our, our slightly late start, that there was some, some sort of napping involved. You scheduled the slightly late start. I didn't schedule the slightly late start. Well, I scheduled the 8 p.m. start, and then we started slightly late. Well, I had to make soup. Okay. All as right. one does when you're feeling like it's cold, the world is going to go through some tumult. Um, oh, you know what I did mer- for dinner? Check this out. KS. Oh, you bitch. I mean, I had that yesterday. Uh, the listeners don't know, but Will knows that I, I live about a thousand feet from a homophobic chicken place currently. And this is the first time I indulged. I waited in the drive through line for a half hour. See, I went there and I got breakfast the last time because I went to that location because I was like, well, I ha- there's also a DMV there. So as one does, you uh, keep your plates and license from states where insurance is lower allegedly it's about voting it's about the ability to vote except it doesn't work um it's really about insurance so um treated myself to some chick-fil-a breakfast which is the worst breakfast but this is not an episode about fast food no no this I is mean, about i think all of our episodes the drive are about of fast a food <laughs> <laughs> on some this level is an episode about about uh i wanted to make a pun and now i can't do it fuck America's driving through and punching in their orders for their next president. Yeah. Boy, boo. Boo. Listen, listen. I, Papa's tired. Papa, Papa's been been through the ringer today, so. Well, let me, let me ask you this, because, um, I don't know. I've had a couple interesting conversations election-wise in the last few days. Uh, how are, how are you feeling? What's been going through your mind like the last, you know, last week or so, let's say? I just want it to be over. Well, have you just, been, fo- I, I mean, have you been following it closely or, or what What are you doing? No. 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 Th- that's just, the thing. If I, get one, if I get one more fucking, I voted. Let me show you my sticker. Here's a how to, how to election guide. I need everyone to shut the fuck up and go back to social media and post some goddamn cats playing with each other, playing patty cake or something stupid because I'm not. I'm tired. I don't care. Do the thing. 
I'm not going to lie to you, Will. Uh, this is slight after show material, maybe, but I won't name names for now. I started blocking the iVoters. I blocked a ton of people that are like close friends of mine. Or ne- maybe not I close friends. Care. I would say I, I stretched it out into the acquaintance realm, not the close friends realm. But mm-hmm. heads up, if you posted an I voted sticker, fuck you. I blocked you, bitch. I just like... <laughs> because you know what I, they started doing is making multiple posts. It's not enough to post your I voted sticker. Now you got to post a picture of a sunset and go, there's hope and change coming to America or whatever the fuck. And I'm I'm done with it. No. The leaves are changing, and so will our president. Shut the fuck up, Roberta, or yeah. whoever you are. Like, your Instagram stories, here's the ideal length of an, a multi-part Instagram story. At most, five little segments at the top. That's pushing it, if you're doing something boring. Three, perfect. One, just for a little shits and giggle, great. Five about voting, suck a dick. Or if it turns into like little M dashes, I need you to stop. It is bad. Well, two things. Well, it's not, I'm not even talking about Instagram stories. If it was just contained to stories, I might be able to tolerate that because it's easier to ignore. But I'm going through Mm -hmm. my feed and people are making multiple posts. Posts on main. I'm not talking about fucking Instagram stories. Don't even get me started on those. But anyway. Posting on main? Fuck's wrong with people. We don't do that. Your point is well taken, though, that, yes, I agree with you in general about Instagram stories. Come on, everybody. It's a classic narrative structure. Three acts or five. That's basically how you do it. And if you want to do more than that, you can. But there needs to be sort of interludes. You know, you need to have little narrative arcs within your Instagram story. Please curate it uh, or style it appropriately. I'm not trying to click through 25 things, you know? uh, Yeah, uh... My thing is also, do you remember like when, when you were a young, a young boy, um, you know, same, same size nose, still just like mostly a beak, but do you remember when like your parents would go vote and it would just be nothing like you maybe would go with, cause they're like, Oh, you want to come and see how this goes. But it wasn't like talking about it forever. Like granted, like weird year, like people do have more precautions, et cetera. But like also no one talked about it. Not about doing it, not even about, like, the sticker. I don't know who made up this goddamn sticker, but they're going to find them. Um, But, like, it was just nothing. You just did it. And if you miss a year or miss an an in-betweener, it was no big deal. You're just like, I'll get the next one. Now it's, like, too much. Like, people will do their civic duty because they know that it's coming because they'll see the yard signs and the ads on TV if they're of a certain age. But, like, you don't need to babysit people because that's so bad and so demeaning. Like, I, I hate that. I it, Like, the infantilization process of that pisses me off so much. Yeah, well, and it's a disciplinary mechanism, right? It gets people in the mental mode that as long as you get the sticker, you've done all the civic duty you necessarily have to do um, as a member of this country, which is wrong. If you Correct. really give a shit about the the rising tide of fascism or whatever, the the right thing to do would be to take up arms and actually fight it. But of course, that's not actually happening. So you get your sticker and then you berate people that didn't get the sticker. You know. So I agree with you I, that it's I infantilizing. Can't phone bank. It's too hard. Yeah. No, yeah. I know people. I have too much anxiety to phone or text bank. Okay. Well. Yeah. Great. Uh, but anyway, yeah. No, it, it it's a very infantilizing thing, and it's nothing to have a ton of pride in, especially this year. I don't know. It's just a way to tell people that you voted for Biden, I guess. Because it's not a way to tell people you voted for Trump 
or Joe fucking That's Jorgensen true. or Howie Hawkins. It just says it was the same in 2016, I suppose. Also, the only people that post I voted stickers are tried and true, you know, neolib Democrat voters, which is fine. I don't know. Whatever. I want someone to be like, <laughs> I want someone to be like, I voted for Jill Stein again. And I'd be like, what? OK, again. How? I'm not sure. But all right. Well, you know, I don't know if I told you this before I left, but I seriously considered writing in Hillary Clinton. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I I didn't do it only because even for me, voting completely ironically somehow felt bad. That's a little too black-pilled. That's like, you know, Vanta black pill. But the thing is, it doesn't really matter. I don't know. I I, I just want to be a little more self-critical here and say that, like, I still have some sort of lingering, like, civic pride in voting. Of course. I like the activity of it. It's fun to fill out the little form. It feels important. Like, I get why it resonates with everybody. Um, But I don't know. Just given the circumstances, I don't understand how you're not blackpilled on it at this point. But yeah, so anyway, like I said, even for me, I was like, I don't know. If I'm going to write in, I'll write in, but I should actually like do it for serious. Fair, yeah. I mean, you know. But but anyway, back back to your feeling. I'm, I, was, I was asking you how you felt in the lead up to this because I have to tell you, I've had some interesting conversations over the last couple of days. Ohio is obviously a way more interesting place to be in general, I think. I can't imagine there's like that much going on in New York uh, amongst our friend group. As oh, far as no, having no. a conversation about it, it's like everyone's hashed this out through the primaries, and that, that that's when it was done, not now. Yeah. Uh, but so I, I'm feeling relatively calm. Like, it seems like Biden's going to win, almost certainly. And if he doesn't, we'll have a much funner podcast, so that I'm looking forward to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but on the that's but on the other hand, I, I, I do ha- I do have to admit that especially today but even the last two three days like it's been creeping back into my mind because the um the murky quality of this one regardless of the outcome uh is making me feel funny i don't know what's gonna happen you know i don't like the like you know the narr- like when you see memes of like you know the 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 guy walking with the girl and then he's doing the ooh, head turn and it's like civil yeah. rights and civil war i'm like why does everyone like I don't know I know it's a joke but like maybe don't and then when you you know half of downtown Manhattan from midtown down is all boarded up if you're in retail I'm like what do we what are we worried about actually like are we like are we Philadelphia and the Eagles just won no like what do you what what are we gonna do here like what what's going on the air is like tense and I'm like hey New Yorkers we don't remember we were good at this we weren't tense we weren't freaking out and now we're freaking out because we're back in the public and then the scary orange man's gonna come back or whatever i'm like whatever like just stop i i think it's part of the infantilization (sighs) that we were alluding to uh, around the voting sticker like part of that mentality is that things are black and white so either it's going to be this riotous civil war situation or it's going to be a return to normalcy that's mostly peaceful, I, I guess. But but on the other hand, people are also saying that if Biden wins, there'll be riots in the opposite direction. In New York, I don't know why that's a threat, though. So what the boarding up says on Madison Avenue is that they're afraid of a Trump victory and not a Biden one. Yeah, that's why I'm like, what do you all know that you were t- like, because you don't just throw up boards 
for no reason. That's usually like advised by the police of the area. And I'm like, what are you guys hearing on the on, on the radio that you're like, you guys should really board up? I don't think anybody has any insider information or anything, but this year is enough is evidence enough, you know. I mean, these places have already been uh, tossed through <laughs> once or twice. So yeah, that's true. Uh, the, the paranoia it seems kind of necessary, and also like just the peak that the media and that this entire situation has gotten everybody into. Um, if it does turn out to be a boring, like clear cut Biden victory. Uh, where's all that energy going to dissipate into? I think that's what everybody is subconsciously processing anyway, is like something's going to happen no matter what happens because the energy right now is high enough that it's got to get let out. If if the vibration is too high, the glass has to tip over is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, I think, maybe. Yeah. Now, on the, now mean, on the other hand, part um, sorry to interrupt you, part of what's been like weighing on me a little bit and what is putting me in a weird mindset is that like, I have a lot of real-life problems right now. G- granted, they're all self-imposed, you know? I, I, I moved here, <laughs> yeah. but, like, I, I, gotta fi- I don't have any money. I, I just started working a little bit part-time. I'm trying to, like, string together jobs. Like, I, I'm anxious all the time. I'm, you know, manic, depressively up and down all over the place just because I don't know what's going on. Well, that's right normal. Now. Like, my life is crowded with my own shit right now. And yeah. it's never been more clear to me why most people don't give a fuck about elections. Why the fuck you would give a shit about Joe Biden versus Donald Trump, or if you just eventually do work your nine-hour shift and go vote, you just pick one and say fuck it without knowing anything. I- I've never been more tapped into that mentality because when you have things to worry about, who cares about this? Even in a high-stakes one like this. And if you're not constantly digesting media about it your headspace is never going to think about it on your own it's only the intrusion from the outside that brings it back every time every time you turn on the radio every time somebody has a tv on in my case when i put on a podcast or whatever well that's just capital doing its job making you tired and uh depleting your mental ability to digest any news source or any sort of media at all and just making you tired and sad um, I mean, I've said before on this that, like, I was never, like, a cloudier thinker and a wor- more uh, just terrible as a person as when I was absolutely dirty poor, like, no money coming in. Because I was like, I don't really care about anything else because the bank account is negative 400, so I don't really give a fuck about what's going on in the world. Oh, did you listen? to No, I didn't listen. I did probably listen to it. I didn't think about it. It was just the noise, the hum in the background of the the high level pain uh that you're de- ooh, dealing with i forgot that with videos you can do you know weird framing um so yeah what you're describing is also the state of being for most americans all of the time right this is not just like a new thing well it's new for you but like this is how the machine works to make people not think about anything and not have thoughts that actually are groundbreaking or thinking towards the future yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's an embarrassing admission to make on one level, not because of my circumstance. Like, I'm not ashamed of my precarity at the moment or anything. Uh, what I mean is that it's embarrassing how out of touch I've been for most of my adult life because I've either been in school or relatively, like, stable financially during transitional, like, national moments. 
you know, I'm, I'm oh, trying to yeah. think of the most precarious I was before this. And it was probably like in 2012 when we first moved to New York. Um, but of oh, course, yeah, like yeah. coinciding with like Obama's reelection that year, I basically got a pretty stable job and things kind of leveled out. Like that was maybe the last time I felt kind of checked out from an election. Mm-hmm. But also that was the malaise of the Obama years. We didn't describe it like that at the time, but I think in retrospect, like the calm tenor of everything made the like, that was Romney Obama, right? What? That was Romney, uh, Romney and Obama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. He, that one just robot, seemed like robot, a gimme. That, there didn't Obama, seem yeah. to be any like high, high tenor. There was no real threat. It seemed like Obama was going to win, and then he did handedly. Like There was nothing going on. It was then. a little dicey towards the end. People were like, ooh, maybe the swing states are going to go because they were like... This was during the, the, the narrative crafting of they're taking away your choice of health insurance. Don't you want to pay for it? And people are like, well... Not so much. Ah, who would Not have so imagined much? that eight years later that would be still be the framing? <laughs> Except that this time it was coming from the Democratic candidate, too. <laughs> Girl. Yeah. You know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, <sighs> yeah I don't know. The, the other thing is, uh, I said it before, but we're in dicey territory recording this tonight. I was thinking about this in the last couple hours uh before we started recording i was like huh i wonder if we should have done this tomorrow night like on on one hand it's easier to do a recap episode you would at least know where everything stood but it looks like already this is going to be like a late night affair this isn't going to be an early call like it the the big thing was florida and right now trump's probably going to win florida which means we got to figure out what's going on in basically in the midwest and in texas Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, and Texas, Pennsylvania too. Oh, the Cooking Man, the Little Chef. You you know that that diagram of all the middle states, and it oh, looks yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. a chef at a frying pan. I didn't know that, and then I saw it outlined. I was like, huh, I like that. Yeah, I haven't thought huh. about that since my youth. But yeah, so so I don't know. It it just makes everything particularly hard to uh to talk about. We're trying to do it in real time. Not that we have to talk about the election the entire time. It's just that kind of what else can you do? This is what everyone's going to be talking about for a week now, at least. Yeah, I, I give it about. Hmm. I mean, once Monday hits, then it's over and everyone's like, oh, well, let me just try to get back to life or something. Who knows? Um, but like it will feel like a a pause on normal life. Granted, people should be used to like pauses on normal life at this point. But, you know, um, the the rage machine in my hand that is my phone probably just won't stop for four days. So who knows? Um, well, me, because, be, because the thing is, be, as you, I'm sure you know, and all the listeners know too, because of all the mail-in votes, like we're probably not going to get a clear-cut result tonight, especially if Biden loses yeah. Florida. Like if states like that start to go down, um, you know, Trump's and his campaign stated policy is that at the end of the night, if he's up in electoral votes, and some of the map is empty, he's going to declare victory. So that's just going to set off a whole new news cycle. The clusterfuck of that, yeah. Cl- a clusterfuck of court fights and things like this. And if it turns out that electoral electoral college-wise, it is a jump ball, if it's close at all, Trump's going to win, but we're not going to find that out for a while. So, Oh, the map I'm looking at has Texas slightly blue, Ohio slightly blue, Virginia slightly blue. Oh, no, Virginia's already called. Yeah, Virginia got was one of the first states called for Biden, as expected. North Carolina is leaning bluer. 
and then the entire eastern seaboard is like duh <laughs> yeah i mean I, I, i've been like tracking this for a while and the 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 thing that's going to make this a long haul at this point georgia and florida were both in biden's favor at the beginning of the night because the big cities get counted first and yeah. more rapidly usually and then they flipped over to trump i feel like north carolina might be sus- us under the same conditions ohio too, pennsylvania too so you know hmm. we're a long way out from knowing anything and it'll be long after we finish recording this that we figure any of this shit out well but. i mean i don't know it's i feel like at this point in t- well yeah like at this hour in 2016 i was already getting like nervous texts from people of like it's not looking good so like now that it's like it's looking like a whole lot of nothing that might be better yeah that you no know? that definitely plays into uh abide into into biden's hands at least for the time because i do think you're right i think by 8 39 p.m it was looking suspiciously bad in certain places but by 10 it was over yeah it was because uh, i remember because i worked until eight and like got home around nine but like on the train it was like shit's bad shit's real bad things are not great i'm like huh i'm just walking over to the to the home now i think you were already drunk by the time I got home and I was like, well, it's early, but okay, let's do it. Um, which also like, I was thinking like, what do I get for beverages today? Do I get champagne? Cause I don't really want to celebrate a Biden victory. Cause honestly, not a thing that, you know, but do you get whiskey or tequila? Cause you know, whiskey is just sadness the entire night through, but tequila yeah. could go either way. You could cry or download an app and have dial a dick come over. I don't know. <laughs> right. Right. No, I know. Uh, I I went and loaded up on some claws and a little bit of wine before the podcast because all my dad has around right now is whiskey. Nope, that's that's boy cry juice. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I didn't I didn't want to get in, get on that train uh, unless necessary. But uh, between you and I, with this election, I don't think that's going to be necessary one way or the other. What? The, I, there's nothing to cry. The there's nothing to yeah. cry yeah. or celebrate. It's such a yeah, bizarre was neutral like, feeling to to not really care about the result. Yeah, that's why I was like, let's just do the chilled red. And I think that's the mood. That is the tenor of, that I would like to have for the night after feeling anxiety for like three days. I was like, I think chill red, not like red state, but that kind of mood of feeling warm and but cold. Y- you know, right before true, we started. True neutral. Yes. Right before we started recording, I was uh, surfing Instagram waiting for you to accept the invite. And uh, one of my dad's friends, who is one of my favorite follows, because he's just like a relatively wealthy guy living in Colorado right now. I love his Instagram because he mostly doesn't post politics. I mean, there might be a hashtag or something. He never posts memes. He never posts his affiliation. But I know for sure that he's a Trump guy. I knew him well as a kid. He just posted a photo on Instagram that was like a gorgeous picture from his Colorado porch with an outdoor fireplace and uh, two glasses of red wine that said, like, no matter the results, we're going to enjoy our own personal enclave. So I feel like he was riding the vibe that you just described real hard. Like he voted for Trump, but he knows Trump's probably fucked. And he's like, whatever. He could have also just voted for Biden and been like, I'm tired of people yelling at me. Like, this just, can we just move on? Like, it's possible. I, I don't, I don't think so, but it's possible. You know, for, you know, another If you exam- live in Colorado, you like weed a little bit, probably. Probably. Why yeah, else yeah, would yeah. you move there? You also like money. So like, 
that also does fit a you know mainline um talkie point like let's get some weed and get a lot of money and then you know move to aspen and fuck the pores that's you know yeah. your mainline dem line so yeah that's true um but it, it's just to the point that the only people that i th- i think i think way less people are interested in or nervous about this one this time around i would say that almost everyone i've talked to has a suspicious background of calm because you know what's the worst that can happen right even if Trump wins and you're super against that, you've been through that trauma already. It can't possibly be worse the second time. Also, you're prepared like, for the, j- it. the jig is up, right? Like, no matter what. Like, we know that the system's fucked. Yeah, I think that's the bigger background of most people's brains is that, like, there is there is no earnest support for anything anymore. You, d- you do wave the color of your proclaimed team, uh, still, I guess, out of just some residual, like residual after image of the culture you used to love, <laughs> regardless of what side you're on. And but I mean, but yes, but... underlying everyone is this weird nihilistic calm of it's not getting better. So whatever the the fun the funniest thing I saw was someone with a Bernie hat just take a piece of blue tape and then write with like a white sharpie biden over and but just everyone knows that it's a, a bernie hat but it's just like i voted for biden and you're like that's a bernie hat. i see what you did there you, you, you smart little bastard yeah very good and it's like everyone's just like i'm doing this because whatever yeah there's been a lot of internet posts along the same lines of people like transforming bernie signs into biden signs and, and things of this nature yeah, but that yeah, that goes to the point that you're describing which is just that yeah behind all of this i mean that's a really literal uh, translation of this idea but behind all of this is just other um, alignments and affiliations that have yes yet to manifest into something material and actionable but like mentally nobody's with it and that's maybe the interesting part like i feel like everyone is doing that kind of signaling to be like hi don't yell at me because i don't want to vote for this guy i'll go do it but like this is not where my heart lies and also, like, don't yell at me, fuck off. Like, basically, you're basically, what that, like, kind of hat th- moment says is, like, listen, I'm surrounded by, like, neoliberal neocons. The line is very different, uh, almost indistinct, indistinguishable. Um, so, like, you're going to yell at me to vote no matter what. So, like, hi, uh, yes, I will go do it. But by the way, this is, I don't, no, no, this is not, this isn't it. Um, right. Because, again, it's just like, stop yelling at me. Like, don't yell at me for not wanting to do this. Yeah, yeah, I know. That that is That is probably, on a personal level, like a healthier impulse. But, of course, uh, I've taken the line very aggressively of, like, no, fuck you. I'm entitled to my opinion, and I will do not what you want. Like, the, 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 co- <laughs> the coercive yes. part of that is what really bothers me. I wish especially on the left side of the dial that there were a, a lot more people that were interested in being uh, vulgar and declarative and a lot less interested in being polite. I think we'd actually get somewhere. Um, oh, you want real world rules. You want to well, stop yeah, being polite but, and start getting real? Yeah, because basically what is the game of power, right? That's what, uh, you know, that's what liberals have never really understood. That's why Mitch McConnell is oh, so God. successful. You get into off. By the way, he just won his election in Kentucky uh, against mm. Bloodbath McGrath, 
Yeah, I was going to say, you mean she didn't win? Everyone's so surprised. Wow. But yeah, that's the reason that McConnell's so successful, right? That's the thing that everybody knows, is is just when you get into power, you actually use it and you wield it against your uh, enemies as you see them with no remorse. And as I see it right now, as a as a Bernie Krat type of person, my enemy are the fucking I voted stickers on Instagram. It's, it's this is going to sound fucked up, but like it is just like it's the same people who like are like mm, you, the I voted sticker is the participation trophy that everyone loves to harp against the a millennial thing about but now it's like now we are the own enforcers of our as a generation we're the own enforcers of our want to get the participation trophy yeah yes that's right which is a little that's kind of fucked up right yeah yes that's awful you you're you're taking the infantilization that was foisted on on you uh by by other generations and other classes in order to suppress your opportunities and you're so wholeheartedly embracing it that you're enforcing it on each other now Uh uh-huh yeah the idea that you could have a sense a sensible opinion that wasn't shared by someone else is too much for you too much can't deal with it hashtag can't deal hashtag i'm with her hashtag move forward hashtag uh mamala i saw what is this can you explain mamala to me because I don't get it, and I don't like it, but mostly I don't get it. I will tell you the truth. I have not seen this at all, but I can explain it to you just from hearing about it right this second. You know why? It's exactly the point we've been making all night. Infantilization. Hmm. It's yes queen for Kamala. Ew. Why? That's not a... She's not a queen. It's the no. same thing people did and still do, sort of, with uh, Barack and Michelle Obama, where, like... um really lame liberal pundits will basically write like fan fiction about how uh, Michelle is topping from the bottom or whatever, you know, like it's, it's all along the same lines. It's just uh, lonely people whose mothers didn't love them uh, reaching out across the void to the image of a stranger they will never meet and who does not care about them and is cynical about every aspect of their lives would, would throw them in prison literally uh, for a minor drug infraction. And they're like, no, I need a mama because I have no authority in my life. I'm still a child at heart. Like, Kamala, please take me there. That's what it's about. People think it's a funny joke, but they tell on themselves, you know? It's because she wore the sneakers and she's relatable. They they tell on themselves for being supremely unfunny. A. Well, yeah, there's that, yeah. And then B, all of of these, like, sexual pathologies and... uh, deeply like personal familial traumas that they're working out in the form of baseball hats yeah everyone is like you know the the whipping boy of the early aughts was daddy issues and now i'm like ooh, everyone's mommy issues are coming out Ooh, the un the un unfor i can't talk today the heretofore unspoken mommy issues of 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 a of a generation because this is also the same generation where it's like my mom's my best friend and you're like you should have healthy distance i don't know what to tell you like i call my mom a lot but like once a week's good i'm an only child i should do you know at least once a week otherwise i'm bad but like we're good like i don't need to call people who call every day fuck off mom's busy she's tired too i call her and she's like i want a nap bye i'm like okay Perf, great. Me too. Yeah, I've never, I've never under, understood that um, 
pathological degree of closeness that a lot of people have with their families in general. Um, that being said, I, I, I do just want to do the, uh, do the acknowledgement that you are talking to a guy who's living with a parent right now. Yeah, I was going to say, where is this? What is this position coming from? You're living in Ron's house. I this, you are no, you don't get to have a say in this conversation. No, no, no. you don't get to put a stake in the ground. Well, but you know, well, hang on. I'll circle. I'll circle back to what's going on over here with Ron. But uh, on the on the topic of on the topic of mommy issues, you know why I think this generation has a lot of issues with their mothers is that we were really the first generation that was raised by, uh, in large part, by m- moms that had to work. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that you had uh, a lot of negative impact from that in some ways, um, because either mothers were less present in people's lives, uh, which was a problem, or mothers uh, possibly foisted like different values upon our generation than they typically would have in the past. Um, fostering in people like early signs of girl bossery, like you need to hustle and you need, you know, professional women. There's nothing wrong with being a professional woman, but I don't think that interacts necessarily with like growing up so well. And now our generation is probably doing that to their kids too. I mean, you know, I'm following in my mom's footsteps, just being, you know, this is three generations of strong retail women. Grandma was a hair cutter. Mom was, you know, merchandiser. And then there's me, the the ultimate girl boss, the boy boss. Uh, well, we should get that paper peer reviewed because I think you just discovered how the gay gene forms. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. It's <laughs> like, well, comes from we take a little beauty school, we take a little, we take a little moving stuff around in stores, and then you just had a little bit of you know shame gay um hold please you know this this building is like a sauna and this radiator is not on and i am so hot hold okay. please go ahead sorry i was like i am just like dripping back sweat and i don't know why and i'm like well i guess like a quarter of a bottle of a red wine will do that but no it's actually 90 degrees in here um because this is our election night episode, uh, and I'm going to use that yeah, can break as the, an opportunity, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little update. Uh, Ohio is not looking good for DJT. I kind of am not surprised. I'm kind of I am I'm really surprised, but I but I I kind of can't believe they haven't called it for Biden yet. I think they will. There's only uh, what is this? There's eight counties outstanding right now all of which will probably be red but population wise i don't think can put him over the top do you know what the do you know what the counties are yes uh ottawa county out near toledo harrison down near lima five people Um, i'm not even going to name the rest of them but they're but they're they're southern ohio counties um i I think biden's gonna i think biden's gonna get ohio any minute now Let's see what Apple News says, the most reliable news source in all of America. <laughs> but I think that's very interesting because uh, I, 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 I think I said on the podcast last week that I, I thought Ohio was a pretty dead heat, but I would have given it to Trump if you asked me yesterday. So if it Here's does end up thi- getting if it does end up getting called for Biden, I'll be really surprised. And that might be a nail in the coffin for Trump, I think. Here's the thing. What I think is the main part of this is that Trump people are loud people. 
they're always going to be loud and they're like they're going to do it the most because he is also the most like that energy appeals to people who are like like you know that person who's like the drunkest at the bar and is like you know trying to climb up and you know do coyote ugly even though it's like marcos and you're like girl what are you doing no we don't do that here no 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 the ceiling no not what stop um those are trump voters they are the loud people and they're always going to seem like the most but in reality it's always like one or two people who are like you know vomiting in a corner or like you know crying to a stranger in a in a bar you know like i've been all three people so i can say this with authority um you know, it's just a matter of, is there someone who's worse than you doing this? And, you know, barring several occasions, you know, there's usually one or two people who are worse. So you're a little less memorable. Um, but the Trump people are going to be loud and it's going to be more in your face. But like, it's like that reverse silent majority thing of like all these people who are like, God, I actually have to vote because this fucking loud ass. I can't deal with them screaming in my face all the time, you know, about their Trumpy time. And wearing the fucking hat. Yeah, maybe, but it, but it wasn't the strength of the signal that I would have given it to Trump on. Um, it's it's more just that, uh, you know, increasingly increasingly out here, there the demographics have shifted a lot. You know, I I was imagining in terms of, f- in terms of a lot of things in in terms of uh, younger people moving away from the state more or less. Uh, that is a trend all across the interior of the country, but the Midwest especially. Um, this year, I would have assumed that a lot of college kids wouldn't be around. And if they weren't already in-state people, uh, I don't know. And also, like, I guess that the Biden campaign seems to have been targeting, like, o- older white voters, obviously, which there are a ton of here. But... I don't know. I'm not I'm not sure why they wouldn't just vote for Trump again because he won here on that demographic last time. So I just doing I take your point about the loudness, but just doing sort of the math of it in that rough way. I couldn't figure out a way where there would suddenly be more Democrats this time around unless people just actually change their mind. I don't know. I got one. I got one. Okay, so what is Ohio? Ohio is the place where people are from. Right. Yes. Where do these people who are from the from place, where did they go March 17th when the world shut down? Right. Back to where they came from. Yeah. So do you think they maybe changed their registration because they could? And they were like, well, maybe I'm going to do this because it's bad and I'm going to vote in my hometown cities. I think that's a possibility because that would have been around, what are they called? The preliminary ones, the semifinals. What are those called? The The primaries. Yeah, the semifinals. Um, the semifinals of voting were around the time when the world was going to shit. Um, so I wonder if people were like, well, let me just change my registration. I'm, I'm living here. I want to vote here. Who knows? It's a yeah, possibility. It's possi- I don't know possible. how viable I, it is, I, but... Yeah, I, I don't know if that would have been enough to like to, to change it any w- in any meaningful way. I don't know. But do you think um, that maybe these people who came you know, were home temporarily for like two months, like had these conversations with their extended family that didn't end in brawls. Uh, Who knows? Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, I, I got, I got to tell you, I just think it's something much more abstract than that. I, I think it's some sort of like l- low level psychic phenomenon where uh, probably much like the rest of the country, people are just sick of the shenanigans 
And I think with the Midwestern, like, passive-aggressive temperament in particular, like, I don't think Trump is that suitable to that many people. He's suitable to the loud people at the bar that you described before. But of, like, when I'm, like, talking to my dad's neighbors and stuff, it's, like, they're, like, racist guys, but they're, like, I'm... But you can you get the sense from them that they're not dramatic people. Like it sort of like, goes ag- you know, it sort of goes against the mainstream narrative that you hear that like no matter how you know if you're ignorant you're going to vote for Trump. I don't think that's true. I think you can be pretty ignorant and just have a temperament that doesn't match with his or whatever. Especially after all he, these years. Let me explain how mid Midwest nice racism work. You know, it's like oh you know is he uh you know and you're exactly. like exactly. Yes. Korean, what what are you talking about? And they're like, you know, like, you know, you know, and you're like, oh, black. Okay, got it. And then it's like, are you racist? And they're like, no, I got my friend Kevin over here. And you're like, who's Kevin? A black guy I know. I'm like, okay, all right. Um, So it's like all localized. They're just like general suspicion of race. But then it's like everyone that they like interact with, they're like, no, I actually like these people. And I'm like, but you just have general weird like, scared of all other period and it's like yeah and you're like okay so that's maybe is that racism i don't even know you're just timid i don't i don't know um timid and act bad but you know yeah it's not I mean, like vicious about it it's not just like all right let's go get some white cloths and then just go get some things it's like no no they're not buying tiki torches in ohio of course they're not. just like you know like mm, can you watch that girl she's a little sketchy and i'm like hmm no, she's actually not going to do that. But like that white guy's definitely going to do it. Because did you look at the eyes? And they're like, oh, you're right. I'm like, like right. homegirls just got really long nails. And that's weird to you. But like, you know, Brian with the tweaky eyes, you have to be careful of. <laughs> right. <laughs> the fuck is yeah. wrong with you? Get your shit right. Yeah, they're able to recognize like when, when uh, being venomous is necessary. Or that they don't like being venomous, but they'll be like, mm, mm, you know. Right. They'll be suspicious, but they won't be venomous. It's not that kind of... Uh, it's not aggro. Midwest nice is not aggro, but it is passive-aggressive as fuck. Like, beautifully manicured pa- passive aggression. Oh, yeah, it's the worst. I mean, you can talk to somebody for years and years and not realize that they don't like you at all. Duh. There would be I'm no outward good at sign of it. Their family would know that they don't like you, but you would never know. True. Yeah. People here well. seethe. They're seething. People here what? Seethe. They simmer. They'll hold. They hold a grudge. The Ohio way is to hold a grudge of be like that bitch in 1982. This fucking. I went to high school with her, and she didn't hold my hair back when I was vomiting. I still don't trust her, and I'm like. Okay, she's like 60 now, so I don't know what this is about, or it's like, ugh, when she, she was such a slut when she was in high school. I'm like, she's married and has five kids. Yeah, she's probably like raw dogging all the time, but it only worked five times, so like, <laughs> who gives a shit? Like, did she have oh, like man. a coat hanger abortion? Like, no. Like, what are you talking about? I I have to tell you, I've been back on the Tinder here, and it is a lot sluttier. Duh. It is way, way more aggressive. There's a lot of tanning going on, isn't there? There's a lot of tanning. Well, there, you know, there's basic bitches like that, but I'm, I'm just saying that kind of, kind of almost every woman 
regardless of age, I shouldn't say almost every, but a, but a high higher percentile than I would have expected of women, regardless of age, have borderline nudes on their Tinder. Because they actually use it as like a fuck app. Like yes, they don't they do. use it as dating. Like it's actually like Tinder. We're fucking, and you're like, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. Even the gays don't do that on the Tinder. No, 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 no. Well, which in New York, I ostensibly it was, but I didn't. I didn't get a ton of slutty on New York Tinder. No, no. Did you open the Bumble? In well, here's the problem. Now is that you have Tinder over here, which is incredibly slutty, and then you have Bumble and Hinge, which are sad. Is it like okay Cupid? Yes, exactly right. Uh, so Tinder in Ohio is working the way Tinder was designed to work, which is absolutely fucking. Yes, and then you know Hinge and Bumble were only really made for major cities where it's like we're trying to date in this big old pond and there's so many fish. I always felt no. like in New York that Bumble was sort of the modern day okay Cupid, like. You weren't going to get any action off there one way or another unless you were, like, I don't know, a total, like, normie sort of simp guy. I felt like your interactions had to be so tame that it was uninteresting to me. And that Tinder was a little sluttier and was obviously for fucking, but you could go either way with that. Like, it could be legitimate dating. It could be just fucking. It could be a relationship. You didn't really know. And then Hinge was the one that was kind of in the sweet spot where it was like, okay, this one's, like... Not very slutty, but not super conservative. This is the actual dating one. You could go out on a date and maybe go fuck afterwards, or maybe you just like meet a nice friend for a night, and then you're like, bye, I'm never talking to you again. And they're like, yeah, you either. This yeah. was fun, though. And you're like, yeah, well, we're never going to do it again. And you're like, right, right, bye. Yeah, yeah, precisely, precisely. Whereas here, I don't know what to do, because I don't feel like there is a middle ground. Coffee mitts bagel? What? Do you know, do you know about the app Coffee Meets Bagel? No, I I already you have to don't earn like beans it. to talk to people. It's very stupid. Um, what was the other terrible? You could jump. No, there's no cultural elite in Cleveland to have Raya. Huh. What's the other one? Yeah, Drew Carey's the one? only person on it. He doesn't live there. <laughs> I <Do> know. <laughs> Honorary oh member. Him and Colin Mockery and Ryan Styles. Oh boy. Okay. I don't know about any of that, but um, I want. Mm, I feel like there's a third one that I'm blanking on right now. I, I mean, or I'm sure there one. is. Those are the top three. But every time I opened Grinder in Ohio, just as a joke, I was like, "Oh, this is where the children of the corn grew up to hang out. This is bad." Oh, I'm sure Grinder is miserable here. It's got. It be. was scary. I was like, "Oh no, 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 no!" And all they're they're all like nineteen. Or they're 55 and, like, you want to talk about male equivalent of ham planets? Like, not even chunky in the way that I like. Like, gross. Like, wally golf cart fat gross. Like, oh, missing yeah. some teeth. No hair and not the hot way. Like, it's bad. It's, it's very bad. I just or saw a like, guy like that ugh. pay with a check in the grocery store line. Wait, what? It was the first time I'd seen somebody pay with a check in 15 years at least and it was a man like you're describing a closeted people gay still ham take, planet people still take checks for Apparently, everyday yes. purchases yes for an everyday purchase you're right first of all you're writing a check you know what that means there ain't no money in that account 
Oh, that's probably you, you true. Broke. Yeah, you're bouncing. You're, you're waiting for some money to clear, or you are so old that you think that's how people pay, and no one ever showed you a debit card, or you have an ATM card that you get cash out on, and then carry that around, which you know you you'll have to indoctrinate yourself into the o- Ohio way of life of carrying around three hundred dollars in cash on your person at all times. Yeah, which is really it really doesn't work here right now because most things are still kind of only accepting cards or contactless payment so i don't know maybe people have stopped doing the cash thing i still take cash in new york i don't give a shit i'm like give me your money i don't green spends clean so whatever oh well nobody cares when it actually comes down to it but that's what's listed everywhere so huh uh by the way all the i voted stickers can pat themselves on the back new york was just called for biden we did it, y'all. Wow. It, it, was, it wasn't It uh, was merely an inevitability after all. It was all of our unifying together and uh, <laughs> being being pedantic and pathetic on Instagram that fucking did it. Congratulations. Wow, did we even everyone. get Staten Island to turn blue? No. Never does. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, this oh, is what, by like, the way, <laughs> in a hilarious turn of events, they called New York with 0% of precincts reporting. <laughs> they only do that when your vote doesn't count, you fucking idiots. Hey, New Yorkers, <laughs> let me, let me, I'm going to whisper for this one. I just want you all to know this shit goes a certain way every time because of this goddamn city. You know what upstate does? Fuck upstate. They think they're doing things in their Kingston and Hudson enclaves. No one gives a shit because we outnumber them. So even if they tried to come for this, we would destroy them. The Bronx alone would mow down anyone coming from the Hudson Valley. Mm-hmm. We're good. Brooklyn defends against Long Island. We mow them down just by like uh, Brownsville alone and Canarsie. Like the amount of people who live there will fully trounce them. We're good. On the north, well, we take Westchester. That's easy. They're old. We just take it over. On the west, I don't know. It's New Jersey. There's a river. They're not going anywhere. They don't give a fuck. Anyway, we're good. Yeah. Well, shit, man, they're calling a lot of shit earlier than I thought. We might get a clear-cut result tonight. You know what? Is Which... this some media bullshit of, like, we need to get everyone feeling good? Yes. Well, you know, no, I was going to go the other way. It, it, oh. it was some media bullshit. Or we bullshit. wanted upset to... It was some media bullshit in the lead-up to this, which is just, you know, make everybody scared or whatever. It's not that anybody knows the result. It's just that, you know, you got to do the most hyperbolic presentation possible regardless of what everybody thinks is going to happen, especially after last time where the trauma just lingers. You got to exploit that for clicks, you know. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, wh- what is the possibility of us being able to like vote by smartphone ever? Cuz I in would the United definitely States get... uh yeah. not in your lifetime. Goddamn why? They have all the information about me. Like, this one device is like, hi, it's you. Yeah, we're good. Oh, I know. I mean, Silicon Valley could make this very possible now, probably. Uh, But on the other hand, because of perverse incentives, like, think about what happened during the Iowa caucuses. They tried to get some kind of fucking app involved and fucked everything up because it's partisan just from the beginning. So but do, you, do you think like there, there could be like a disposable like device that was wireless and then you just did it and then it was basically like uh, get smart and it exploded afterwards or whatever like it was only usable for a certain time everyone got one you know, you connected to a Wi-Fi and then bibbidi boppity boop you're done because each one would have like an independent IP or like whatever 
Yeah, that's a very that's a very old man um, modeling of oh, duh, yeah, what know. you can do with software. You wouldn't need a hardware device to do this. You could basically do something like a blockchain, like a like a Bitcoin or whatever that uh, you you interact with this voting algorithm one time. Your interaction lo- locks in a certain mathematical code that's uncrackable, except with like an incredible amount of computing power, that's sent to a central location and counted. That's you know, true. You know, you basically everybody gets one voting Bitcoin, and you spend it on your vote. They tally up those votes, and then they uh, delete that bank account the next day. Yeah, because blockchain, like you can't remove it; otherwise, it fucks the entire chain. Well, and if you do try to hack it or remove it, like your alteration is your alteration to that uh, coded chain is evident. So if it's been tampered with, there you can tell. There's no way yeah. to alter a Bitcoin in stealth, really. I mean, yes. I'm sure v- the most sophisticated hackers on the planet might be able to do it or whatever. But you know, the but number it would, one there would re- still be a trace of it. Like it wouldn't be a matter of like, well, okay, you got yeah. it, but like, well, we saw the incursion in the chain. Yeah, exactly. And they and they would just probably have you revote or whatever. They would just be like, Okay, it looks like your vote got hacked. Wanna try it again? And you're like, Ooh, I don't know, it's scary. Also who sure do it again, who cares? But the thing is there's nothing practical standing in the way of this. The entire reason that would never happen is that th- nobody wants people to vote. Could you imagine if you yes, could just sit that, at yeah. you could just sit at home and there was a week long period where you could just vote from your phone in that week? participation would shoot up to near 100%, I bet. That would be great. Can I have that? That's the I main reason. It. You know how different this fucking map that I'm staring at would look every four years? It would look different every four years. Which There, would be, no, there would be no such thing as lo- uh, rock-solid states, really. Like, New York and California would probably remain that. I don't know. But a lot of other states would shuffle around all the fucking time because people moving around would change it. You could also do a thing where that amount of shuffling, because it was every four years, would re recalibrate the Electoral College. <gasps> what an idea. I, I mean, forget about how outdated of an institution the Electoral College is just as a concept. But yeah, imagine if they actually did what they're kind of supposed to do, which is update the ratio of those votes every once in a while. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. You could do it every at every voting cycle it could be done not that i'm like i don't want to like evangelize for like the tech ads will save us but i'm like we could do this easier and it's very stupid that whatever i don't know i like maybe i'm falling prey to some of the posting of like you know someone in north dakota has four times the voting power as someone in california and i'm like well yeah yeah they do no, you're they not sure falling do. prey to any posting. That just is objectively true. Like like people in oh, Wyoming's oh. vote is the classic example. It's worth like four times most people's vote, and I think it's worth like 11 times a New Yorker's vote or something like that. I mean... Yeah, the, that sucks. Yeah. The arbitrary number comparing... I mean, on some level, that doesn't really mean anything, right? Like, how how can you quantify votes in terms in relative terms compared to somebody else's it's an absolute decision at the end of the day but that's why the electoral college is a dumb idea in the first place like i don't know um it was designed for slave owning properties to be like hey can we work this out sure but well it was it wasn't designed even necessarily to to 
benefit slave owners, but it was designed to put the slavery question off for a yes. while. Yeah. It was it was a stopgap in a more dramatic situation than now to deflate like similar cultural tensions, basically. Our cultural tensions now are not that we no one's owning people. Well, Amazon, but it's not that. It's not that direct. It's just a matter of now we have debt owning people. Which is a little, and then by proxy corporations. So there, you know, is there a slave owner? Well, it's just shareholders. What? Oh, no, shareholders, sharecroppers. How does this work? Let me do the math. Yeah, it's all bad. But well, for being for being so flippant about it, that's actually like not that bad of an assessment. I think the reason that like most people get it twisted is that the uh, conversation about where the cultural temperature is at is about completely separate issues that date from the Civil War that don't really track anymore. <laughs> yeah. When yeah, really, really the modern the modern conversation about inequality uh, and people's rights has a lot has a lot more to do with corporate power i don't know i feel embarrassed about like always saying that but yeah no it's our our tensions right now are nothing like 1930s germany they are nothing like the civil war things have not reached that kind of peak but the reason that it's scary to me and a lot more insidious is that people aren't mad at the right thing we've reached similar heights of cultural tension about a completely non-existent problem basically Preach. Uh, ra- rather than the rather than the correct heights of tensions about a problem that no one is addressing or really talking about. Well, part of it is also like the the the, the possibility of addressing it is very difficult. Like, how do you you know how do you solve a problem like Maria? Maria is capitalism, so like I don't know. I need some nuns to sing about it to really figure it out. But you know they can't just rip out a carburetor and fix the way that that neoliberal capital building has destroyed several generations of people mostly by exploiting the shit out of them and then by proxy their elders who then co-signed their ability to be mobile in an economy that won't work for them ever that was a lot of sound of music references and a lot of uh economy talk that i don't think i understand but i think i do so. No, I think you understand it better than you think, and I think I understand about twenty percent of the Sound of Music references. So, you need to watch. You ever seen Sound of Music? No, I have not. This is okay. So, picture it. Get into get into this. We're not talking about elections. <laughs> get into it. So, Sound of Music. Growing up, grandparents real into it. Why? That was where that was the homeland, baby. Where they filmed a lot of it was in the mountainous region of my peoples so they like had a very strong attachment like i think my grandma like met one of the von traps has a picture with them blah blah like whatever they're like oh my god we did that too we went through the mountains i was like girl you went through mountains into italy i don't shut up um you didn't go to switzerland um but it's it's wonderful in terms of thinking about how you resist power this is sound of music as in general of like when you come from aristocracy when you come from privilege how do you resist the baser instinct to keep taking more and then exploit based on some sort of genealogical or uh ethnic ethnic based thing okay like the sound of music is kind of where we're at like again not to say that like we're dealing with like you know, fa- fascist Germany, but it, in terms of economic problems, it is just a matter of like, well, when you're trying to seize power, do you seize people who are power from 
people who are already powerless? Do you like go after the duchies of this, of just being like, well, we give you a little, now we're just going to take that back. Like how, what kind of world do you want? Do you want the same? Do you want to feel comfortable in your mini kingdom, which is, you know, Austria in this instance, or is it Austria? I don't fucking know where they are, but you know, the Von Trapps were fairly well off. They, he shredded up the Nazi flag uh, when it was hung on his door because he was like, no, this is not, I do not support this. This is not, this is not my jam. No. Um, even though that's a great expense personally because he lost everything until you sell the rights to your life story and then you make a shitload of money. But I digress. Are we at this point now in history where people are willing to refuse the siren call of capital just to make more money than they already have. Uh, wait, refuse the siren call of capital in order to make more money or in order to lose a little bit of what they have? To lose a little or to stay yeah. the same. or No, to lose a little in order to keep their humanity or do they lose their humanity in, in order to keep on gaining? Because like, when uh, we think of like yeah. the Mitch McConnell vi- vampire of it all, it's like, why do you want to still keep doing this? You're clearly not living. I don't understand. But like, is this the world that we want to live where we elect people who want to sustain this kind of power structure where their rich friends keep getting richer even though the fires of civil unrest are constantly being stoked by their actions? I mean, it's very it's very interesting that you arrived at this through Sound of Music because uh, w- one of my fa- favorite quotes from um, Adam Curtis is that you will see real progress when the liberal middle classes decide to give up something uh, from the from themselves in favor of the future. That's that's what I'm talking about. Like that, like that, like, cause that middle class or the perceived middle class that's actually upper when there is a capitulation of like, yeah, my taxes could go up. Okay, great. We're opening the doors to progress. But when it's like, no, I need to keep mine. That's how you open up the doors to a more conservative, like the true doors of fiscally conservative, but socially liberal. It's like, go fuck yourself. You need both. I, I think that's why, um, I think that's why this election is such a wet fart and is so unfun because the answer to that question is clearly no, they're not the, this is the only Bloomberg 2024. Yeah. This, this is the only time I will invoke the name of the once and never King, but the opportunity for that was Bernie Sanders and he ran two elections in a row and whether you're cynical like me and can chalk that up to like DNC rat fucking and a lot of other factors or whether you chalk. Yeah, it's, it's an actual political term of political term. Finish of art, your yeah. finish your point and then we'll come back. OK, finish. The OK, point. so whether whether you chalk it up to the cynical motivations of the powers that be sort of stamping him down, which is part of the equation, but maybe not the whole thing. I think the more uh, pathetic bottom line is that the liberal upper middle classes decided no. On a fundamental level that is spiritual, not not material, they decided no. We don't want to give anything up. We would rather uh, pretend that we are the bulwark against fascism, pretend that we want our taxes to go up, 
nominate Joe Biden and have neither of those things happen. And we get all the credit for stopping the bad stuff. It's it's they 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 took the they took the worst possible way out. Um, It's a kind of yishi way out where you're just kind of like if you're a millennial and you know the the trajectory of a millennial is like you were promised so much these are people who hold on to the idea that i was promised it i want it i'm gonna get it and i'm not gonna give anyone shit for free and you're like oh you were given a lot of shit for free why are you not gonna what what, hold, 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 hold on what the fuck is going on here on this day why are you all of a sudden because you have a gay friend and one black friend that you talk to twice a year like why are you all of a sudden declaring your even though you prance around as a liberal why are well you are just a liberal you're not left at all but how are you feeling left but behaving right like you're showing your ass by behaving right but couching it in the centrism that serves no one except yourself and doesn't actually serve you. At the end of the day, it doesn't serve you. You're still going to make around eighty dollars to $175,000 at your peak. You're going to feel like, I got mine. You didn't even get yours because you were trapped in so much debt. Uh, you maybe had like a lovely two-bedroom apartment. Um, I can't... Well, that's outing myself. I have a lovely two-bedroom apartment. But... It's not luxury. It's not a condo. So fuck off. But like, it's all of that. It's like you want your basic everyday physical trappings to be a certain way. So you're going to fuck over someone who makes less money than you, even though you're both relatively poor comparatively. So you are, I don't know. I'm, I, I can't talk good. In this well, no, uh, I, I, I think, do you get what I'm saying though? Uh, yeah, of. I mean, I, th- I think what I think what you're describing is people have um, subconsciously learned the trick that if you co-op the aesthetics of a left wing agenda and then applique it onto a center right wing agenda at the end of the day, um, you get to take all the credit for saving society and uh, still getting yours. But at the beginning of this little riff, when we were talking about like the a certain set of liberals actually having to give something up, whether you're talking about the, the um, young millennials making 80 to a hundred thousand dollars a year, or you're talking about the boomers um, in their suburban homes, making a similar amount of money, but with a higher same level amount of comfort, of money, yeah. regardless, those classes of people would have needed to actively decide to sacrifice something and decided that that is off the table. And, the total that we're talking about, like, or that I'm in my head imagining, is around five grand. Mo- at maximum, yeah. Max. Probably going to be around two. Well, and no, and nobody would ever put it that way, because because the uh, boomers in the suburbs would say, "I need that five grand for my retirement," and the young millennials making similar amounts of money would avoid the economic question entirely and say, "Well, uh." I'm doing this because I don't want a fascist to oppress my black friends or my gay friends or my Latino friends. That's funny. You're making it a plural, but it's always a singular. That's correct. Most of the time it is. Because if you actually if you actually have a diverse group of friends from multiple places that you're able to talk openly and honestly with these things about, uh, you don't have any shame about 
dismissing the idea of these broad generalizations in terms of identity being a prime factor in somebody's politics. It's aesthetics you're talking about. You're talking about style. You're not talking about content. And it's very depressing to me that uh, this is the reason, the substantive reason that I uh, stopped or I muted a lot of the I voted stickers was like, I am really upset to see people that were educated in aesthetics and philosophy not be able to tell the difference between the two things. Well, like we should be ashamed of ourselves as a generation of overeducated and poor artists that you're not a, that you're not a a vulgarian uh, revolutionary by the standards of this country. If you are not, and you call yourself an artist, you are pathetic you're you're like absolute need, your absolute need to uh placate and kowtow to the elites so that you might become a petite bourgeois person is gross but this is what i was saying about like i want what was promised to me so i'm just going to ride the middle but it's not the middle way it's not balance it's just capitulation yeah and it's also the inability to understand the symbolic difference of presenting an alternative thought with alongside something mainstream that will keep you in the good graces i don't again i don't know how to wrap that up but it is just this kind of thing of like what does precarity do to people and this is why i don't necessarily cast as aggressive aspersions yeah sure um because you don't know you don't know what is driving people whether that's you know extreme whatever but you know as a you know relatively like solidly lower you know relative to the world low middle lower middle class person like i still wouldn't necessarily like capitulate on this just because to make other people happy or to think anything of me because at the end of the day, I quite honestly don't care about the, the social currency of it. That makes me a bad like artist, like from a professional standpoint, but also fuck off. Who cares? I don't think that, I don't think that makes you a bad anything. I, I think the only indictment of that is perhaps that it's hedonistic or somewhat indulgent. Uh, at worst, it's nihilistic to just say that you just don't care. Uh, because when it really comes down to it, you kind of, you do kind of have to. Like, everybody picks a side, you know? that you, What you're espousing is a different version of the centrism, albeit a more sophisticated one. It, it, from my point of view, that's why it's more passable. Uh, because it's honest, at least, about its nihilism. What I don't like is the cynicism of nihilism. Because what the other people are doing are enforcing are enforcing complete um, fabrications of elites upon very precarious people, in order that they can eventually become an elite. It's reifying the court the court painter system. I mean, like, are we doing this? Like, this is what you want? I don't want that. No, you know, nobody should want that, and it should be more obvious than ever. I mean, we've talked about it on this podcast on past occasions that like our particular material conditions and the massive overeducated artists that have not achieved this goal and don't want it uh, is a leading indicator of some other form of art yet to be defined. Yes. 
Uh, but what I really hate, I think the I voted sticker people sum this up very well, just to give a visual image of the category, is the imposition of cynical fabrications uh, handed down to you from elite institutions that don't care about you that you must enforce on precarious people so that you can similarly precarious people similarly precarious people but not really the people that are most likely to enforce this are significantly more well off whether it's because they've had luck in terms of their careers or they've had luck in terms of their birth and they have backers right it's very rare that someone without backers uh transcends this condition and becomes an elite through sheer will uh, a name, you know, it's really gross to enforce norms and beliefs that are not yours and are not real, that are at the expense of people that are struggling, under the guise of saying that you're trying to help them. The oh, that's so condescending. Like I'm trying to help you. It's like it's beyond condescending. No. It's 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 vicious because if you don't fall into the right category of precarity, you have zero value. If you fall into the correct category of uh, precarity, you have some value, but only in the cynical sense that you're helping for me tokenism by making me look good. Yeah. And I and I do not and I do not understand why artists in general can't get this through their head. Except I do because their access to high levels of power and money is pretty quick relative to other people in their lives. If you're a middle manager at an insurance company, you have no illusions about ever being a billionaire if you're an artist you You have access to them yeah you know so i get that i get why it's tantalizing but it's pathetic to me that that certain societal conduit where the lowest classes start to have interaction with the one percenters that that very niche situation of a few hundred thousand people in this country are all voting for joe biden pathetic do you really want to change art and culture do you really want to change politics like the we could withhold this power that we have again like the sound of music of it all like are you going to be willing to tear down the like nazi flag from your front door again this isn't it's not a nazi flag in terms of the fascism at all but like are you going to tear down rip off your own i voted sticker and not talk about it the answer is no because the sad reality is they can't identify the flag when it's on their chest that was oddly poetic